but uh, just moved. I'm feeling pretty darn sore right now everywhere in my bodies. Uh, how you feeling, man? How you doing? Uh, well, you know what, man? I, I gotta be honest. I'm uh, I'm excited to be here with, with you right now, my brother Michael, recording our podcast, Photography Brothers, but I'm a bit devastated today, man. I'm a bit devastated. What? Yeah. What happened? Well, you know, like we've been talking a lot lately about uh, just the the struggle, the struggle of, of a podcaster, and yeah. how the you know, especially since uh, since the pandemic and stuff like that, that the the whole podcast space is getting really saturated. You know, like. Mm-hmm. We're kind of worried about that. All these different famous people, comedians, and stuff like that, you know, starting to yeah. get into the podcasting game. And and some of them I like a lot, man. And uh, I just kind of feel like I wish they would stick to their privileged life of making movies and having tons of money, and just kind of let this be for us, man. So you know, you got yeah. like Mark Mark Marin. I mean, he's been in it for a while. And we're, we're gonna grandfather him in, but you know, guys like Doc Shepard, like, come on, buddy, you, you, you've got you got millions of dollars, you know. You're married to Kristen yeah. Bell. You've got company. You're 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 a writer, producer, director. People throw money at you to make movies and stuff like that. Like, you know, I just wish they'd leave the podcast space to us. And then, you know, and then I find out about uh the smartless podcast i'm in an uber right and the guy's listening to smartless that's got uh jason bateman on there will arnett you know and uh sean hayes i have no idea who that is you know who that is that sounds really familiar but i have no idea like off my head if you know who sean hayes is let us know uh down in the comments but you know what I mean, man? Like Jason Bateman, come on. You're you're an Ozark. You you're you're a big celebrity, and uh, so I've, I'm kind of thinking that, right? And then I, mm-hmm. I get on my phone this morning, bro. I open up, you know, my my safe place, my happy place, the Spotify app, where I go in there and I listen to my podcasts from my friends and things like that. You know, my girlfriend's got a podcast. You got a podcast. You know, mm-hmm. other people got a podcast. And you know what I see on there, man? What? Bruce Springsteen. Get out! Okay, Bruce Springsteen, but as if that wasn't enough, has teamed up with former President Barack Obama (laughs) for their new podcast, all about how they love America. Oh, man. And you know how... How are the bros going to compete with that? But you know what, Michael? What? What? We still have our edge, buddy. We still have our That's edge. Right. Okay. Because on this podcast, we've got the sickest intros. And this week, Mr. Bruce Springsteen got an intro for your ass. Sydney, cut that intro music. You ready, Michael? Oh, oh I'm born. born. Let's, Let's go. Because we're about to get into the real intro here. the photo bros we are the photo bros we are the photo bros and we're gonna be taking good photos now are the photo bros we are the photo bros now we are the photo bros and Michael's gone to get his light and now I you know? are the photo bros We are the photo bros now We are the photo bros And we're gonna take some good photos now Uh, not great, not great. Maybe not the best. Anyways, uh, that was pretty good. Not bad. I think it at least uh, got the energy up for everybody here. Uh, I kind of, oh, man. I, I felt like we were going to kind of slam Bruce Springsteen. I was going to like completely nail it and then I kind of screwed it up a bit, but. <laughs> that was unbelievably inspiring and it's what I needed to, mm, to get me well, through the week. Thank I only 
I only learned it today, so I hope that uh, everybody will forgive me uh, my couple of uh, mistakes there. But regardless, I think we've got a great episode of the Photography Brothers for all of you, mm -hmm. even though uh, that intro wasn't quite the greatest. I am, of course, your brother. Whatever, dude. It was okay. It was okay. Uh, I'll keep working on it. Uh, next week, we're going to really bring the fire, but... Uh, but I'm your brother, Jared Poirier, and uh, I'm a photographer, I am a videographer, I am a podcaster, I am a comic book nerd, uh, I play the guitar, and I am co-host of a great podcast with my good friend, Michael Costa. How you guys doing? Like you said, that was my name. That I was given at my birth and stuff. I'm also a photographer and content creator. I'm sure the links are down below. Unless uh, unless there's some corruption happening here. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> but I'm pretty sure the good guy over here will uh, make sure that it gets linked. Um, you know, just very excited for today's podcast, man. Let's get this thing going. I'm stoked. Of course. We've got, uh, we've got a great episode here for everybody today. Not one that's uh, going to disappoint uh mm -hmm. and you know what you might want to if you're going to listen to this podcast right now uh this might be a little bit hard if you're like at home or at work first of all if you're listening to this podcast at work good for you that's awesome mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. you know keep your you're probably one of those people like me when i used to have like a normal day job and stuff like that i could never like pay attention to what i was doing and i always needed like some type of uh distraction or I had to like make weird uh, voices on the phone and just try to entertain myself and stuff like that. So so if you're listening to the podcast at work, I respect you. But if you're at home, uh, I, I still respect you. Um, but go ahead, get in your closet, get out, get out your black clothes. If you're uh, if you've got some black makeup, like if uh, maybe you've got like uh, maybe you're a girl, so you've got some black makeup. Uh, maybe you your girlfriend's got some black makeup. What I'm saying mm -hmm. is it's time to go full goth today, because today we are talking about death photography. Mm. Memento more photography, Michael Costa. So it's time to get goth. It's time to get spooky. We're getting ghosty, and uh, and we're talking about photos of the dead today. Michael, you ever take a photo of a dead person? I have it, mm. but I have close friends and even uh, relatives that, uh, and I'll kind of go into that a little bit later, where there are similar parallels. Okay, similar okay, parallels. interesting. Yeah. No, no yeah. spoilers, we'll, uh, we'll get into it later. Uh, we're gonna talk a little bit broadly here about uh, like art related to death and kind of the fascination with death, uh, but we're also gonna focus in a little bit on a particular period of time when um, death photography, uh, memento more uh, photography was really popular, and that is in Victorian England. So that might be uh, the best place to start. Uh, not that art that was fascinated with death and stuff like that really started uh, in Victorian England, but here it uh, is actually probably close to at its height, perhaps, and uh, and also very highly related to photography. So we'll be able to talk about some of the uh, technical things and how they took these photos and whatnot. Uh, so do you know a lot about um, the 1800s in England, Michael? Uh, the 1800s in England, yeah. uh, not specifically. No, not really um, a big, a big yeah. focus for you. Me neither, man, really. But uh, yeah. after after digging in today and learning how many uh, weird dead people photos they were doing, I was kind of into it. Uh, <laughs> so the big thing, uh, you know, why were there so many dead people photos going around? Uh, why was it so popular? Because it really was like this was a craze, uh, getting photos mm -hmm. of uh, your dead relatives, and especially if it was uh, a child, right, that had died. And yeah. uh, that might seem pretty morbid to us, I guess, at this time, um, but it was pretty normal back then. And the thing was that a lot of people were dying back then, Michael. Uh, the coronavirus, uh, as you know, is not the first ever epidemic. I, I mean, you probably knew that, right? I did know that. Could yes. probably name some other ones. Michael Costa's going to tell you flu. Guys. Oh, there is a good classic. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know if it's a good classic, but it is a classic. It's a classic. It is a classic. Yeah. That's it. Did you want? Uh, oh man, if you want me to keep naming them, Rock, I mean, go, go. I with mean, it, buddy. Uh, you know, you know, there was the, uh, you know, the one that happened before that one. The Black Plague. That, the the Black the, Plague, which killed the, the most one. amount of people, wasn't no. it? I think so, man. Uh, yeah. Here, here in uh, 1800s England, it seemed like uh, diphtheria, uh, thipus, cholera, smallpox, tuberculosis. Uh, all of these things were a big problem, you know, back Jeez. in the day. These days, you mm -hmm. get uh, you get smallpox or you get your uh, diphtheria, you know, and you just take like a couple Advils and stuff, have a nap, and you're feeling all better, right? But back in the day, you got some diphtheria. And it was over for you. You were done. You were. It was time to pack your bags and head to heaven. But before you got there, uh, people were going to probably take a picture of your dead body. And what do you think uh, was the reason behind this, Michael? Like, why? Why would so many people? Uh, and they spent a lot of money on it, man. They spent like tons and tons of money to get these uh, photos done. So, what do you think uh, is the deal with that? Um, yeah, I think probably just to keep the memory of them alive. That's probably just, uh, I guess there. Yeah, that's a big part of it. Keeping uh, the memory of the person alive, especially if it was someone who had like died young or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, the other big thing was that you probably didn't have any other photos of the person cause it wasn't at all mm -hmm. like today, right? Where there's probably a photo of me for like just about every day that I've been alive, <laughs> especially, <laughs> especially now since they took, uh, I mean back in the day. Okay. When I was growing up, when I was like, a teenager or whatever probably not but uh these days with like cell phones and social media right it's hard to imagine like that you would go your whole life without a photo ever being taken of you uh but mm -hmm. photography when it started especially in like the early 1800s it was incredibly expensive and we don't think about it these days i can just grab my camera here um and take as much photos as i want and uh you know it's not really a big issue bring them home, edit them, put them out on social media. Back then it wasn't like that. And uh, the, the main form of photography was like silver plate photography, right? So you'd be like yeah. exposing uh, a silver plate with like some chemicals and stuff like that. And that's how you would get your photos. Number one, very expensive. Number two, mm -hmm. very time consuming, right? So some of these early cameras, it would be exposures like a minute, right? So imagine having someone come in like Michael Costa, you've done some, uh, some photos with uh, models and stuff like that. Imagine your model comes in and for every single photo, sit there for a minute in the same pose, don't move, right? Yeah, well actually I think, I mean, especially in the early, like the earliest stages of photography, which is kind of what we're talking about here, mm -hmm. there were portraits that would last over 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Like the, it was, it was outrageous, yeah. Like, so yeah, for sure. There's actually an interesting element that we can talk to in some of the photos that are in this article um, that kind of highlight that. But sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah, we're gonna get into it, man. Oh, don't apologize. <laughs> it's your it's your podcast too, buddy. You you, you know you, there's always there's always place. I'll always lend an ear to Michael Costa's take on the topic. You know that, Michael, don't you? you know I do. I do. Thank you, Jared. The brothers well, yeah. are safe. As uh, as Michael was mentioning here. Uh, you know, it was, uh, it was difficult to take photos and it was rare to take photos. You know, Michael Costa as an informed photographer, he knows all about the history of, uh, of photography and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, man, imagine trying to take a picture, especially of a kid, right. And like sit there for yeah. a minute. That's why it like just didn't happen, man. Like I remember, uh, one of my first gigs as a photographer, I actually worked at the, uh, Santa's, uh, Santa's workshop. Really? <laughs> uh, oh, totally, man. And uh, the kids, the kids were always squirming and stuff, peeing in Santa's lap. And then, like this one time, <laughs> dude, I couldn't even believe it. Like the kid, the kid ran up to me, and I was like dressed like an elf, right? Because you had to like play the part and stuff. And he said I was okay. a stupid elf, and then he punched me in the nuts. No! <laughs> it's not a real story. I made that entire thing up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anyways, but. For you um, photographers working the uh, Santa Claus uh, workshop beat, you know, we understand your your struggles and, um, you know, that movie, uh, 
Bad Santa really helped me understand a lot about the uh, the struggles in the mm-hmm. Santa the Santa world and uh, mm-hmm. adjacent adjacent uh, Christmas Santa industries. So you know our heart goes out to them. Um, yeah, so that silver plate photography I actually wrote down here in my notes. That's called a daguerreotype, Michael. So, uh, yeah. And another, another interesting thing here is that, uh, in order to make the kids look alive and Sydney will, uh, I'm going to send these photos to Sydney with no context. I'm just going to send her a bunch of weird dead kid photos and be like, yeah, these are for the podcast. (laughs) Make sure Uh, she opens those before she watches any of the video. (laughs) Yeah. Just the first thing I send her. Be like, here's the first batch of content you'll need. I'm getting the rest of it to you. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, we're going to roll those here. Uh, Sometimes they would even like paint eyelids on the kid, like paint eyes over their eyelids to like make it look like they're alive. Um, when, when these are showing here, uh, you guys might be like creeped out by them. You might think it's morbid. Uh, some of them I find like really funny, unfortunately. Like, I don't know, maybe I'm kind of messed up, but some of them I find kind of hilarious. I don't know what it is. Uh, I guess it's like, a, it's kind of that thing where you have to like either laugh or cry, right? So I, I choose to laugh. Um, the other thing uh, that's really interesting about this is uh, that it's, oh yeah, I also want to mention the Alienist season two. Uh, the Alienist season two is all about this, how they're like uh, babies, get, babies that are dying and there's like getting uh, paint over their eyes and stuff like that Mm. so i definitely wanted to mention that and i also wanted to mention that this wasn't just uh an english thing so england had uh you know photography technology uh and this is one of the first things that they chose to do with it great Uh, (laughs) uh, uh, but other countries who were getting into photography started doing stuff like this as well and there are some of these uh, memento more um, photos from Australia uh, and Russia and stuff like that as well I also forgot to mention that uh, memento more what it actually means it means like a reminder of death I think if you like translate it from Latin it says it's it's supposed to be like uh always remember that you must die or something like that in latin so Hmm. that's kind of uh what it means so yeah man what's what's that making you think about uh do you think this is weird do you think it's normal um do you think that uh british people are totally messed up do you kind of relate (laughs) to what they're doing here yeah i mean so i actually did um I wish I retained more information from school. We did cover this mm. in one one uh, one class. We showed up, and it was definitely a little uh, a little Michael strange Costa to kind of famous, learn about famously it. Famously, didn't pay attention in school. Famously, yeah. Well, this class specifically, I was passing out all the time. Mm. Um, this podcast, we're making up for it, buddy. We're making up for it. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Prof. I don't even remember his name. That's really bad. But the um, yeah, I mean, as far as my take on it, like, here's what I'll say. Um, the there are cultural norms today even where, you know, others um, take images of, you know, the family standing next to the casket, sometimes even holding yeah. a hand, yeah. um, even to the extent of, you know, kissing their, their face or something like that. So that is actually, um, you know, fairly normal for some cultures to do that. Um, even in the case of, you know, a mother who maybe loses their, uh, their children during a miscarriage or even early enough, um, you know, within their life, um, it's very common for them to want to bathe, dress, and, and even take photos of their kid. Um, I think a big reason um, that it's actually, like, especially looking at some of these images, that they look a little, you know, freaky to us, maybe a little yeah. bit more extra strange to us is, you know... Um, you know, the outfits are dated to us. Mm-hmm. The style of photography is no longer, you know, practice. The, right. the, po- the poses are a little uncommon. They're it's kind of staggering and stiff. A, there's already a creepy aesthetic to old photos, right? It doesn't exactly. Be, right. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's appropriate to the time. Right. Um, mm-hmm. you know, for me personally, um, you know, I had a slightly different upbringing. I think that it's just how you were, you were kind of raised, um, for me, you know, going to a funeral, going to, mm-hmm. Uh, a viewing or whatever, um, I would never think to take out a camera and take a photo. It's like, for me, it's a very, um, it's a very like, let's sit here and reflect and like, just kind of be there and pray and do that kind of thing. I think that's so like a, 
yeah, that's still like a cultural thing though, right? Like, yeah, exactly. There, yeah. there are people who would look at even the act of a funeral as like a, a weird, morbid thing, right? It's true. Yeah. So I think it really does just, you know, it does just kind of come down to the cultural norms as to how maybe this hits you, but it is, you know, it is actually, you know, a kind of a, a fairly similar thing. And I think just kind of leaning on some of those, um, things I mentioned earlier around, you know, the, the, which is the time, you know, the, the, the times, you know, the way they're dressed and in styles and stuff that I think pairing that with it can make it look obviously a bit stranger, but, um, yeah, I know certainly for me, it's not something I, I would necessarily, uh, feel comfortable doing, um, or, or necessarily want images of, like, I wouldn't want to look at photos of, you know, my dead kid or my dead, um, you know, family members. Uh, for me, it's just, yeah, again, it's that cultural norm thing and what you're used to. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely interesting. One thing to add. Um, so you mentioned how they would paint eyes on them. Yeah. Um, they would actually do that often also like after the image was taken and paint it on the image. Oh, interesting. Kind well. of photoshopping yeah. it later. <laughs> Photo That's the earliest stages of Photoshop. Wow. Um, yeah, it was a brush or something. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. But, yeah, man. man. Yeah. It's like, that is very trippy to think about. Yeah, it's it's always interesting to like look into the histor like historical photography and stuff like that and see, you know, how they did this, how they pulled it off. Also in reading this, I learned that like sometimes these photos of like quote unquote like dead kids or whatever get confused yeah. with just normal photos of kids from the time because again, when it takes like a minute <laughs> to expose the kids like squirming around right like m much like i experienced uh in my story that definitely real true story of when i worked at santa's workshop right that like those kids are they're squirming all over the place so one of the things that they used to do uh not at santa's workshop but in the 1800s was actually like take photos of kids that were asleep or like very kind of messed up Lee that's not a word <laughs> very very creepily or perhaps like I don't know maybe cruelly perhaps um like give the babies drugs so that they'd fall asleep so they could take the photos <laughs> so uh yeah just kind of how people had to deal with things back then is uh it's always mm -hmm. very, very interesting to get into, man. Um, I also want to approach some other angles of this. This is kind of like the, this was all done for a reason, right? Like this wasn't even like necessarily artistic photography. Not that they were really trying to say something here. I think they were just trying to like, for the grieving family, give them, uh, you know, some, some, yeah. something to remember, right? Something to remember the, the kid by kind of like, you know, kind of honor the life that could have been or something like that. Uh, but there's mm -hmm. other forms of, let's say, like morbid, uh, morbid art, uh, more broadly, that actually do have more of a, a symbolic meaning that have uh, more of something to say. And this is kind of broadly uh, called Venetus art. And I was reading up a little bit on this earlier today, as <clears throat> we forgot to mention, Michael has just moved into his new place. He's got his new studio. Uh, so if things don't sound, I'm sure they still sound great. I'm sure it still sounds boss because Michael is a boss and I'm sure it's still going to sound good. Uh, but Michael's in his new spot. So as he was kind of getting ready, I had a little bit more time to read up here on our topic. So uh, Venetus art refers to a symbolic work of art showing the transcendence of life, the futility of pleasure and the certainty of death. So, uh, oh, transience of life, transience of life, uh, like impermanence of life, I guess. Um, so mm -hmm. I think this covers a lot of things. Uh, you know, if you look historically, um, there's all types of creepy art like this. Uh, a lot of it in like the Christian tradition, um, kind of trying to remind you that you're going to die one day. So you better uh, not be so obsessed with it. I've got, I actually built a little bit back here. That's why I don't know if you guys noticed. This is my uh, Vanitas art back here. I've got my money. I've got my reminder of death. I've got photo bros, which makes it extra artistic. Uh, so yeah, kind of reminding people to, uh, to not be so worldly and stuff like that, right? Not be so obsessed uh, and always be reminded that you're going to die, which I think is kind of a fun uh concept right because you don't want to forget to die 
you know like if you, <laughs> you gotta get that when your phone one day you off wake there. up you're 230 yeah. years old and you're like yeah. fuck i forgot I to die yeah i didn't yeah. write it down i didn't write it down on my calendar you know so guys <laughs> make sure you do that you go in there yeah. you, we have tips here on the photography brothers so you always want to be able to remind yourself uh yeah mm-hmm. so there's a whole bunch of uh types of vanitas art um from history there's coins there's paintings there uh you could even consider like a, a really nicely done gravestone to be vanitas art right it's like there to mm-hmm. remind you uh that you're gonna die one day or kind of remind you of the the concept of death or your loved ones who have died or or something like that um and before any of that there were death masks right so before photography even existed uh there was the ability to make like uh plaster masks of people's face uh you ever make a plaster mask of your face michael no i don't think so no no i've done it at least twice have you yeah this is kind of like a fun art project Are, are you claustrophobic I used to be, but I got over it. I used to be afraid of heights too, and I got over that as well. I think there's something about covering my face in mm. like that molding uh, material or whatever mm. that just kind of spooks me out. But, but you poke air holes in yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I guess. You and I will do it together one time, man, and we'll uh, okay. We'll, we'll create some permanent death masks, and we will join the ranks of uh, famous death mask havers such as Beethoven, Napoleon, Peter the Great of Russia, Stalin, and my main man with the hat, he freed the slaves, Abraham Lincoln. That's right. That's right. So take that. I don't know who, but, but take it. (laughs) (laughs) That one person who's watching that has an opposing argument for some reason. Yeah. (laughs) That doesn't believe that Abraham Lincoln had it was real. (laughs) <laughs> or had a face yeah <laughs> one of those abraham lincoln conspiracy theorists yeah abraham lincoln never existed bro um yeah and uh can can you think of some from the the modern day michael i mean we've been kind of judging these historical people these uh victorians in the 1800s these christians in the 1500s you know what i mean kind of looking at them being like wow you guys you guys are friggin weird looking at all those skulls and stuff all the time like you guys are <laughs> messed up dude but i don't know maybe we're messed up like i'm sure you can think of some stuff now some modern some modern memento more right yeah man um there are a couple actually so uh i know we had a discussion before the call you definitely did a good job of highlighting um one of my one of my favorite uh, musicians who unfortunately did pass recently um, or fairly recently, at least a couple of years ago, uh, Mac Miller, um, you know, uh, he released his, um, his swimming album uh, track on there was called self care. And um, you may or may not know he had a, a music video that was released uh, just, you know, months before uh, the, his passing. Um, and it is kind of unsettling because yeah. the video largely takes place within a coffin, uh, yeah. a wooden, just basic coffin, very claustrophobic. Um, and, you know, he's just kind of talking to some of the mental hurdles he has as he's in this thing and he climbs out uh, of the dirt. And of course, anyways, uh, well done video and all, but um, what it symbolizes uh, definitely speaks to what we're talking about here. And then, of course, just the fact that he dies kind of emphasizes that, um, you know, his his real life passing only emphasizes kind of the messaging of what we're saying right now. Yeah, definitely. And uh, one thing to note is that uh, in that video, which I think was uh, one of the last, if not the last videos that he released, uh, that he actually carves Memento Mori into the top of the coffin there. So yeah, maybe that, maybe one thing you yeah. didn't realize. I, I actually did not realize that. Um, I, I, I So I'm actually a fairly... I, unfortunately, um, this happens a lot with people. I actually got into Mac Miller's music after his passing. So I'm kind of still going through this like crazy absorption of content, um, but I'm really just taking it all in. Um, but, uh, you know, that's really good to know. It's interesting because it just adds to the context of, of, uh, of, I guess, kind of how morbidly uh, accurate that video is and mm-hmm. um, how sad it is. Uh, but the other 
part I wanted to bring up. The other uh, example I had, uh, and let me know if I'm a little off the mark here, um, but there are photographs such as the falling man image, which sort of does that as well. Um, of course, the falling man image, um, when you go back to 9-11, um, it was uh, an image of a man who had jumped um, mm -hmm. from the top and he was falling to his death. Sure, there are aspects to that photo that um, can be interpreted as as uh, appealing to the eye. Of course, the guiding lines, you talk to, you know, how the pose of, of the body kind of looked almost more like an ascension. It looks, you know, it, it kind of draws away from the messaging. But ultimately, when you do look at it, it is overcome by this, um, you know, he is dying. Like there was this this uh, severe situation and he is falling to his death. And that is a very morbid thing mm -hmm. in its own. Um, you know, and the photo is very, very controversial. Of course, it, it did get uh, a release in the paper, but um, it was not uh, received very well. And so I think like a lot of these things, um, sometimes it's not interpreted well or received well. But uh, yeah, I think it is it is good to uh, have art or um, to to recreate or to create or to capture these things and, and just kind of to act as a reminder um, of what you, sh you should be fortunate for life and, and, and such, right? Yeah, it reminds me of uh, stuff that we've talked about on the show before, you know, about like um, kind of dissecting art and looking at art uh, as a way to come to terms with how you feel about something, right? As a way to kind of look in the different parts of your brain and you know maybe you look at a piece of art the first time and you're like you know maybe with that mac miller video or tons of yeah. other examples of uh you know kind of morbid art in our culture whether that's like mm -hmm. metal imagery or uh you know the weekend just started his yeah. own radio station also called memento more so we're just uh touching all of touching on all of these things uh horror movies true crime podcasts you know all of these yeah. things but uh is that morbid is it like kind of grotesque to be into those things i i guess but at the same time like i, I think you have to come to terms with death you have to uh yeah. you know accept death and maybe that's kind of you know, a, a trial that all of us have throughout our life is like trying to come to terms with that. Like, I don't think anybody really wants to die, but we're all going to, right? So it obviously creates yeah. some type of, I don't know, some type of uh, struggle in your mind or, or something like that. But, uh, you know, things mm -hmm. like, for, for me personally, things like horror movies and like death metal and things like that, like have, have uh, made me a little bit more comfortable about the idea. And then there's the whole thing from like Grant Morrison about like uh, violent and uh, like grotesque art uh being like an inoculation right for the for like the evils and and bad things of the world that are definitely going to happen to you that are unavoidable right uh, i don't think you do yourself yeah. any favors by kind of trying to shield yourself from those things and shield yourself from uh, from the fact that you're gonna die so maybe that's what this kind of goth uh this goth photography is all about right yeah man yeah, I think you, you hit it right on the mark. Like, it really is, you know, where are you in your life in that, mm -hmm. you know, in, 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 in relation to your, how comfortable you are with death. Um, you know, certainly some of the best content there is, um, is, is in reflection of that, mm -hmm. right? We actually just referred to, uh, to, uh, um, oh man, I'm blanking here. Uh, uh, but I'll help you. Th there's a, the show, sorry, uh, uh, Dak Shepard's wife, Dak Shepard's wife, Kristen Bell. Yeah. Hey, we got there. We got there. Um, Michael, his brain works on the podcast. It, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Uh, he's been, he's so, been moving, folks. He's been moving today, you know? Give, yeah. Give Michael Foster everywhere. a break. And now he's thinking yeah, about on, the inevitability chat. of death. So come on, guys. Like... <laughs> She, uh, but no, and she, her, uh, and a few other actors you may recognize, they came out with a show, uh, it's called The Good Place. Um, mm -hmm. and it is an incredible, honestly, an incredible show. I couldn't recommend it more. Uh, reason I reference it is I, I consumed it recently, so it's kind of top of mind, but it, it, the whole show is death. Uh, it's about, you know, uh, you know, kind of where you go from there, thinking about, you know, the value we have over life and it being completely based on, 
the fact that it does eventually come to an end. Um, so there's a lot of great lessons that, you know, I can even pull more from that. But but ultimately, like there is a lot of, of instances where actually consuming content that refers to the to death can actually help you come to um, either a new perspective or a way of thinking that um, maybe helps you become more comfortable with death. So maybe just try taking out, you know, an album or a song or a show or a movie or some form of art that refers to it. And, and if you are uncomfortable with it and maybe it'll help you come to terms or at least start you down that path. For sure, man. And uh, it's fascinating, especially with like artists that we love to uh, mm -hmm. to look at their final work as well. Right. That's always something that is like very, um, very thought provoking and very. Yeah. I don't want to say inspiring, <laughs> but uh, maybe, you know, intriguing and stuff like that to, to look into. Right. Like um the kind of two perspectives that you get listening to it when they're still alive and then you know coming to it after yeah. once, they, once they've passed like uh obviously mac miller is uh, a great example but also uh david bowie like with the whole yeah. black star album and stuff like that like listening to it when it came out and then going back and being like man what was this guy like really getting at and learning about his life and stuff like that it's uh yeah, it's just another level. I guess me and Michael always find an excuse to, to make this podcast about uh, our appreciation and uh, and love of art. <laughs> yeah. Music <laughs> always works its way in somehow. Music yeah. <laughs> works its way in, but, uh, you know, we're, yeah. we're, we're photographers um, and we try to talk predominantly about photography here. And I think we do a good job of that. But uh, there's also, you know, we, we're trying to become better creators, better artists, and uh, a big part of that is understanding art a little bit better and uh mm -hmm. i think kind of in a way uh like you know when a sommelier wants to learn all about wine they go around the world and sample different types of wine and then when they taste a wine they can appreciate it more i think this is like similar with art right so kind of if you are somebody who considers yourself like uh you know an art enthusiast or an artist i think it's really important that you don't kind of fence off certain areas and you don't uh, you don't like go into that graveyard every once in a while, you know, and, and get your hands dirty. Yeah, I, I think my final point to add there is just, you know, around that is, um, you know, you can't control where uh, a creative genius expresses their their thoughts. So like, you know, uh, when it comes to, to Mac, when it comes to some of these other creatives and musicians or, or, or you know, directors or writers or whatever, that's just the, the medium that they are the most talented in expressing their thoughts and, and creative vision. So although we are a photography podcast, this is the reason that we often draw those parallels is because, you know, there are creatives in other industries that, you know, create through different formats that are expressing, you know, a lot of what we're trying to speak to. And, you know, uh, as Jared mentioned, we love to absorb all sorts of, of uh, artistic mediums. And so, um, it just kind of makes it easier. And I think, you know, you shouldn't, you definitely shouldn't shut yourself out from uh, different forms of art because, you know, again, just there are tons of geniuses all over uh, expressing in different ways. Yeah, man. You, you might not like pop music, but there's good pop music, you know, you might not like yeah. horror movies, but there's good horror movies that are just, you know, transcendently good that anybody can can appreciate if they have the right mindset, yeah. you know, you, and they'll express, you know, both that messaging. Yeah. Right? Michael doesn't really yeah. like, uh, like punk rock. I sent him some punk rock. He listened to it. I don't really like, Hey, pop that's music. not true. <laughs> well, is simple plan is simple plan punk rock. Uh, if you, or is that depends. pop punk rock? It all depends who you ask. If you tell the wrong person that simple plan is punk rock, they will, um, put you into a back alley behind queen street and pee all over you so just <laughs> be careful where you go spreading that simple plan propaganda all right all right fair fair <laughs> but uh yeah even though i got totally derailed <laughs> if you somehow got somewhere where someone was peeing on me in a toronto yeah, alley but uh, i'm really upset and i don't know guys sometimes you know it, it comes out in a weird way. Um, anyways. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't, don't, uh, the point we're making, don't, um, don't shy away from uh, forms of art that you don't necessarily understand right away. I've been guilty of this a lot. As a, as a 90s kid, it was very popular to like <clears throat> look at a lot of 
movies and you know romantic comedies or even like titanic and movies like that and be like oh that's like a girl's movie and stuff and you don't you don't uh, oh, try, try to appreciate it and uh, i'm trying mm -hmm. to address some of those things in my life you know now i'm a big spice girls fan spice girls for life i've got my spice girls shirt uh i'll wear it next time and yes you know, try, trying to uh broaden my horizons a little bit and um, I think Michael and I are ready to broaden our horizons by getting into the news. Ooh, let's do it. Okay, we are back and uh, Michael's got a great news story for you all. Uh, Michael is going to introduce the news story here in a second uh but there is something really important uh that's really been itching uh at my itching at the back of my brain lately and i think we re really just need to uh air this out and uh and, and just a quick discussion here i think is going to is going to settle things nicely so michael let me ask you something is that okay yeah please all right, man. So, and you gotta tell me your honest answer. All right. I want, I want honesty here. All right. Always. So in your opinion, what mm -hmm. is, what is the best fast food breakfast sandwich? Um, recently due to the change in ownership mm. of Tim Hortons, oh, uh, I'm okay. going to say that it's probably now McDonald's. Oh, now, really? I used to love Tim's, oh. but when the Burger King acquired them, yeah. uh, things uh, did not go well. Do you think? Because I uh, think that, I think uh, Tim Horn's breakfast has gotten better. They actually started using real eggs instead of that, like, mushy egg patty stuff, bro. Well, they yeah, man, they added the, they added the egg patty because they wanted it to look like McDonald's egg patty. You know what yeah. I mean? But other than that, everything else is like, bro, sometimes I get a, a breakfast wrap and the, um, you just like have a bunch of pita and at the bottom, there's some of what you're supposed to have it filled with. Oh, sometimes I get it and it's like half cold still. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know, maybe it's just the, the locations, uh, over here, but, yeah. uh, I, I've had a lot better experience. McDonald's, McDonald's does a respectable one, but I, I don't really love their bacon, man. To be honest, McDonald's, I find their bacon's kind of whack. I do respect the uh, the OG nature of it. I respect the real egg, unless you're talking McGriddle, in which case you're getting a fluorescent yoga mat uh, for breakfast. But um, <laughs> what the McGriddle is amazing. You're combining pancakes with a breakfast sandwich. It's right, amazing. And, which is good in theory, but uh, you know the the execution. Um, it needs. Oh my god! It needs some work uh, before I'm going to be impressed. Their hash browns are good. I'd probably have to give it to you. McDonald's hash browns are one of the best. I mean, now Tim Hortons has kind of been trying to go in a bit more of like that type, that style of hash brown direction. Their old hash browns were trash. We can all agree on that. Um, but let's, yes, let's not uh, let's not overlook my my boys over at A and W, son. When's the last I've time you had things. breakfast at A&W, buddy? I have never had okay. uh, breakfast right. here. Yeah. So Michael Costa, episode 35 of the Photography Brothers. We're going to be uh, live from A&W. A&W, right? okay. We're going to be bringing you guys uh, a report. Is the A&W breakfast sandwich. We'll just go, we'll go like against like. Apple's apples versus apples the bacon uh on an english muffin bacon on an english muffin throw down all right dude right all right okay i'm down uh, i'm down all right all right a&w's hash browns are a little a little too greasy i find but uh their breakfast sandwich game is on point i have to say and another one uh loblaws has a good one too just like do they they do very good very good uh yeah put a lot of ketchup on it and go to town their bacon is really good thick cut you're gonna pay a little more i'll be honest probably not that much for a little bit more but uh but it'll be worth it but nw is good to uh in a pinch 
Um, well, well, here's the yeah. thing. Sorry, quick, quick, quick cue there. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so when you buy the breakfast sandwich, you yeah. get the bacon bun. You don't get the sausage one. Uh, I usually okay. So here's the thing. Uh, the bacon is my highest priority. So I will love to have a bacon one <laughs> if I'm only gonna have one. Oftentimes, um, I'm like working on some stupid video editing or you know like my job that like pays my bills and like the business that i have i have to run and you know because like i have to create a big yeah all that stuff gotta pay freaking people to do stuff and you know stimulate the economy you gotta pay mortgages and stuff like that so you know uh usually i'm kind of trying to pay the mortgage uh and you know fun fund my uh creative endeavors and i don't always have time uh for breakfast on schedule so a lot of the times if i end up getting a breakfast sandwich i'll get two breakfast sandwiches so i'll get a bacon one and a uh and a sausage and probably one hash brown medium coffee maybe because you need quite a bit of coffee put a little Mm -hmm. bit of milk in there maybe a little sugar usually i drink my coffee black but if i'm having it with a breakfast sandwich um, I'll have a little little milk in there, maybe almond milk, maybe a little sugar if All I'm right. feeling, if I'm feeling uh, frisky. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Pour some Baileys in there, yeah. Pour some Baileys in there. Uh, yeah. yeah. So for the three people who are still listening, should we get into the new story? <laughs> Only on the Photo Bros podcast will we have a <laughs> random, spontaneous conversation about breakfast sandwiches. Yes, ten, ten I am minutes, ready to go. Ten minutes on breakfast sandwiches <laughs> on the Photo Bros. Yeah, you think Barack Obama's podcast, they talked about breakfast sandwiches? Talk about Amer- America, really? Like, come on, bro. We've all heard it. America this, America that. Let's talk about breakfast sandwiches for a while. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. We could talk breakfast sandwiches. We can talk, uh, talk, uh, you know, uh, photography. Yeah. We yep. Can, yeah. <laughs> we we really cover it. We can talk frogs. You know, we talk space. Oh yeah. Everything from frogs to space to breakfast sandwiches. You will get the scoop on photography, brothers. Let me tell you right now. Mm-hmm. And also, Somalian photography. Let's get into it, buddy. Let's talk about uh, photography in Somalia. Let's go. Okay, so we are going to reference the source here, BBC. You may have heard of them. They've uh, done a few things here and there. Uh, The title of the article is Somalia Photography. I want it to be normal for women to take photos, okay? Again, this is BBC. um, And let's just kind of get into this um but uh the first uh, little bit here just to give some context somalia often conjures up images of violence and destruction but a photography exhibition in the capital Mo- mogadishu nice sets out not only thank you to challenge the perception but also to recast who is defining those images in the first place as the bbc's mary harper reports just to uh, highlight a couple more here to add a bit of context on a big white wall in a hotel compound hangs a series of calm intimate portraits by two female somali photographers photographers it's important that women reclaim the public space one of the artists uh, fardosa hussein says now there's uh, a couple of photographers here uh, to highlight. So uh, that one uh, right there, Fredosa Hussein. And of course, as well, uh, we have uh, Hannah Meyer. Also uh, another person to highlight here really quickly before we uh, continue on on this topic is the... Um, oh, the director. Had it, the director, the director of the yes. Somali Art Foundation, uh, Sagal Ali. None of this would exist without her. So yeah, Exactly, yeah. Sure. Um, so yeah, I think um, a lot of this article really dives into, of course, you know, um, the you know the context of the images. So um, you know, like violence versus highlighting the beauty, but mm-hmm. also who's taking the images um, because it's just not a common, uh, normal thing, and, and perhaps uh, slightly stigmatized as well uh, for a female to be taking photos, uh, to be a photographer. Um, Jared, what what do you what do you think of when you kind of hear this? 
Uh, really great story, man. Uh, I'm glad that you brought this one for us today. I enjoyed uh, reading it. Um, definitely got some thoughts going in my head. <clears throat> it's always interesting uh, to read about some other photographers and despite the fact that like they have like a very very different background from us right obviously mm -hmm. uh we're, yeah. we're we're not like teenage girls in somalia um so yeah. pretty different but it's it's interesting to uh to have some of the overlap right like not that yeah. our, our life or our position or our experiences or anything like this but as photographers you know we still there are some things that are related and just that desire to like have a voice and that desire to express yourself and uh, kind of show show your surroundings the way that you see them, right? Like there's a lot of photos of Toronto out there, but I like to think that like some of the photos that I take of Toronto, like show my personal experience and like what I personally think about Toronto, right? And uh, it was incredibly interesting to see here as well, um, just hearing um, Fadasa, is that how you said it? Farda, Fardasa Hussein. Uh, I said yeah, Ferdo, Fardasa, Fardasa, not too Fardasa. sure, but yeah. She'll she'll uh, she'll write in. She'll tell us how to say her name right. But uh, <laughs> we've got a a really. I checked our um, analytics earlier, Michael, and we've got a huge following right now uh, in Somalia. So nice um, i'm sure okay. i'm sure they'll get back to us if we uh get any of these wrong but uh yeah de she's uh she's a photographer and a videographer and it was really interesting to hear her talking about uh again very different from my experience but <laughs> interesting to hear her talk about doing like street photography and and kind of shooting mm -hmm. around uh in um in somalia right in some of the big cities there and being like harassed by men and them saying like oh you know uh this is a this is a man's endeavor and you have no place doing this and kind of harassing her in the street and saying she should be embarrassed like she's embarrassing herself and her family and whatnot by trying to be a photographer uh kind of remind me of some of the things that i've experienced in <laughs> doing uh <laughs> vlogs and stuff like that right like not that i was harassed uh by men telling me that it's a, a man's thing to be doing um but i have had people like make fun of me and uh you know kind of laugh at me or even try to beat me up and steal my camera on uh one occasion <laughs> so you know Jeez. uh this kind of stuff uh does happen uh and especially you know i was able to uh handle myself as uh, a big a big old white boy here in toronto so you know i couldn't even imagine being a, a young woman kind of facing uh facing this discrimination and facing these challenges uh out in somalia but i do think it's really interesting what they're doing here man i do think it's very uh admirable obviously uh somalia doesn't have the best reputation and that's definitely not mm -hmm. the fault of these uh young women these young artists right um you hear about like well let me just ask you bro what's the first thing you hear about when you hear about somalia the first thing you think about when you hear about somalia uh probably violence yeah, uh, violence. Violence, uh, violence. Um, you know, pirates, Somalian uh, pirates. Pirates. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and uh, you know, war and drug dealing and uh, and all of this type of stuff, right? Poverty. And yeah. Poverty. It's just like a dangerous kind of crappy place, and no one would ever want to go there. And uh, what these uh, these photographers are doing here, and uh, what. Uh, Sigal Ali is doing here with uh, the Somali Art Foundation and these uh, exhibits and stuff like that is, you know, giving the giving the people who live there a chance to speak for themselves, right? And a, a chance to show their perspective of things. And we'll get Sydney to uh, roll through some of the photos here and we'll yeah. just be able to take in some of... Uh, some of the art here and really really realize like the perspective that these people are coming from and uh kind of looking through these i think like the message of hope and the the message of like childhood uh innocence and stuff like that is really apparent when i look at these right that's kind of what i get out of it is like you know there might be this perception abroad that like somalia sucks and <laughs> it's just like kind of you know the way people think about like detroit or whatever but like a hundred times worse um, yeah. and you know, that's not always the experience of people who live there and, uh, especially of these like young people, you know, like that's their country, they love it and, uh, and they want to, to, to show the best, the best side of it. So yeah, I think it's really, uh, really fantastic, man. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, man. I mean, you, you talk to, I mean, of course, yeah, there's, there's going to be some uh, hassle, some people who, mm-hmm. who poke fun or make it difficult uh, at times, you know, when you want to go out and take some photos, but but ultimately, yeah, of course, we are fairly privileged to be able to to kind of just roam and, and capture the city. And, and, and it, it's very understandable to know that, uh, to, to think of, you know, the fact that we just want to highlight the beauty of our surroundings, right? You see it everywhere you go. If you look up, you know, photography in any geography, you're going to find images of, you know, people who want to highlight the beauty of their surroundings. And, and a lot of that is because of the, the detail and the character that they understand because they're ingrained in it um and we're raised amongst it I and mean, you look at some of these photos i'm just I'm, I'm honestly just keep i keep staring at through my sister's eyes it is an uh, unbelievably uh, uh beautiful image the color pops through um the the use of shadow and in, in uh and the contrast of that like it's it's really stunning i think like one thing to kind of tie in even our topic in a way is you know why why say no you know, like why say, you know, a female can't take can't take photos? Why mm-hmm. say, you know, uh, no to, to consuming a, a certain type of content or, or having that conversation around a subject matter? There, there's just nothing, you know, nothing grows in the comfort zone. Nothing grows there. Um, and so I, I think like we just need to broaden our perspectives. And, and I think hopefully through creatives like this, um, you know, kind of taking those steps towards um you know normalizing things like this like being a creative in 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 uh somalia um is is gonna you know be the the trickle uh, combined with others that that take a step up who maybe absorb their content and put that foot forward we need we need more perspectives we need more uh valuable content from people who understand the situation who understand the the beauty of 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 a culture and in a, in a geography so um, we shouldn't be saying no. And, and, and I think, you know, we should be encouraging this kind of stuff as, as much as we can. So, uh, even sharing things like this around, if, you know, we're not local to it, um, and kind of just making sure it's seen, uh, to, you know, living there and being localized and just trying to be a vocal supporter of it rather than, you know, being someone who is maybe lost in their, uh, rotten traditional ways yeah for sure man so <clears throat> yeah like it, it probably if someone said hey you want to check out some somalian photography it might be like nah dude but <laughs> <laughs> um go when you actually go ahead and do it you're like wow this is uh this is amazing and this is like a whole a whole different perspective a whole like different school of uh of like how to what what you're showing when you're taking photos right and so interesting mm. to see some other perspectives because it was if it's just michael costa's perspective and just my perspective uh things are gonna get pretty boring right i mean i can play a decent ish uh parody of bruce springsteen songs but there's a lot of things i can't (laughs) that i can't do right so like remember the names of actors sometimes like remember the name of uh captain picard whose name is patrick stewart Hey, Patrick Stewart. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough coffee today. I just finished uh, kicking. Uh, what's it called? What's it called, Masha? This coffee? Horsepower. Horsepower. No, no the the bean is horsepower. The brand is Kicking Horse. <laughs> She's gonna go not, check. Not sponsored. She, no, not I'm sponsored. It's just really good coffee. Like it's it's basically yeah. the closest thing to like. Oh, 454 horsepower. There you go. It's basically the closest thing to drinking jet fuel. So <laughs> it's, it's very effective. If you've ever wondered how your brother Jared is so jittery on the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> that's why. But uh, yeah, this is, uh, you know, we say the word inspiring on the podcast every once in a while, but this story is, uh, is definitely an inspiring one. And I would highly recommend going down in the description and uh, checking out the links here. Uh, other things that I would recommend you do is check out the photographer that Michael wants to feature on this week's episode. Cool, man. So yeah, I mean, I, I highlighted it last time, but I can definitely do it again because there's so <laughs> many super, super creative people. Um, so... 
do, 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 do. I think, I mean, I, why can't we just highlight, you know, one of these folks, right? We're talking about, uh, you know, some specific individuals. Yeah. So I think um, let's highlight uh, Ferdosa Hussein and Wait. Hannah Meyer. Definitely go check out their work. It is it is very stunning. Great use of color uh, and uh, and lighting. So please, please go check it out. Share their work and let's do our part to kind of highlight some of this stuff because it's beautiful. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, I couldn't find them on Instagram, but I'll do my best to dig up. Maybe they have like a gallery of their work somewhere online other than uh, on this BBC article here, which I will also link. And uh, if I can find that, I'll put more of that stuff uh, down in the description so you guys can check that out uh before we go uh michael what else do we got to do before we go man what else do we gotta do what else do we gotta do before we go man that is <laughs> the question we always ask right isn't it <laughs> when we need when to in stall, life when we need to stall and think about it <laughs> We, I don't know what that even is. I don't Uh, stall. Well, Um, for starters, uh, we have to thank me. Sydney. We got to thank, we got to thank me, bro. I'm sorry. I wanted to get there. I really, I didn't want to let you down, man. I just want, I wanted to go there and get there. Uh, So anyways, thanks to me uh, for, (laughs) for this podcast, uh, research and all that I do for the podcast. Uh, thank you for, uh, thank you to Michael, uh, for all of the work that he does for, uh, his inspiring, uh, content and his, uh, his take on the topic, his take on the news, his, uh, his love of, art and his appreciation for photography thank you for all of that michael uh and yes of course uh as michael thanked earlier but we really can't thank enough uh our editor sydney for editing the podcast uh if you guys think that it's awesome uh if it's great editing work go ahead and subscribe to the galaxy channel and Follow the uh, Photo Bros podcast on Spotify. Uh, Why should you follow the Photo Bros podcast? Why should you subscribe to the Galaxy channel? Well, not only is this a great podcast, not only is it free, not only is it filled to the brim, like literally we pack, we pack knowledge, we pack expertise, we pack, we pack a true love of art into this podcast like you know when you're going on a trip and you have your thing Mm -hmm. and like you bought you brought everything that you need for the beach and then you also like bought some other like dumb souvenir crap while you were there and you're like trying trying to zip it up you can't quite get it that's this podcast. You need someone to sit on it. You know, you just want to sit on it. You need, to really I, that's get that why, that's yeah. why I have Michael. Michael comes in. He's been eating his Hot Pockets. He's been getting his ice cream sandwich um, Mars bar diet going, right? So he comes in. He sits on the briefcase. Uh, we zip it up and, uh, and we bring it to you guys. Uh, you know, and we make a lot of jokes on this podcast, but uh, I do seriously think that uh if you listen to this podcast not only will you become a better photographer uh, a better artist but uh i believe that you will become a better person 110 percentage and i would drop the mic but uh i only have one mic and i really like this mic so (laughs) so uh instead of that i think we're just going to uh get out of here enjoy the rest of our sunday right michael yeah man i'm totally not just gonna go unbox more stuff and work more <laughs> after this. you mean oh, re- you mean research photography right <sighs> yeah 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 maybe i'll take some photos of the folded boxes and stuff That'd be cool man document yeah. the uh document the the process it's gonna be a lot of unboxing videos you could probably make like the ultimate unboxing video I'll tell you what, I will, I will uh, bring to the next episode some photos of the unboxing and unpacking uh, okay. process. Okay. And I'll try my best to utilize the best techniques that photography has to offer. 
All right. I'll, I'll try to get, uh, you know, uh, have some shadowing sessions, okay. uh, in the next 20 minutes, uh, okay. by some of the greats. Uh, and, uh, yeah, do my best. Sounds good, buddy. So look out for that. Uh, make sure that you come back to the photography brothers next week. Uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but I'm sure it's going to be awesome. Uh, one more person who we need to thank before we go, Michael, who's that? We need to thank uh, everyone that we talked about today yeah. uh, for being a, a large uh, portion of the show, uh, mm -hmm. ultimately the show, um, mm -hmm. where we provide perspectives on the work that they create. So thank you to all the creatives that we mentioned. Who else is there, uh, Jared? Well, obviously we're going to need to thank... Uh, Bruce Springsteen, Barack Obama, mm. uh, Will Arnett, Patrick Stewart, and everybody who has Michael's dad, uh, Masha, yes. all of our, um, all of our followers, all of our subscribers, all of our supporters. We truly couldn't do it without you guys, and we are just thrilled just uh 100 thrilled and excited and invigorated to be doing this podcast for you and we can't wait to see you all back on the frodo bros next week have an awesome week see you guys next okay i've got the the power outro here too let me just make this a little wider Okay, uh... Born in Ontario With a dream of taking good photos now Moved to the big city And we started a podcast about photography now Uh, the, the photo bros We are the photo bros now there is the photo bros and we're gonna take some good photos now